It's Sunday morning. Time for the Great Outdoors with Charlie Potter. Brought to you by the all-new Chevy Silverado and ChevyDriveChicago.com on Chicago's very own 720 WGN. Good morning. Welcome to the Great Outdoors show. Charlie Potter, your host here on WGN Radio on the first Sunday morning of April. Thank you very much for joining me. And I know we all are so looking forward to busting out, not only in spring, but busting out in hopefully the post-COVID era. And my guest this morning is an individual I've known for a long time. I respect him highly. Uh, His name is Dan Wagner, and he is the Senior Vice President of Government Relations for the Inland Real Estate Group. And you're probably thinking, well, wait a minute, what does this have to do with the great outdoors and conservation? So I'm about to tell you, and our conversation this morning is a little bit different than what I often have, but it's the beginning of what I consider to be one of the most important subjects in conservation facing us in America. And this is Thursday was, of course, April 1st. This is not an April Fool's joke. If Congress proceeds with some of its actions related to the 1031 real estate tax exchange, it will bring conservation transactions for real estate and and agriculture to to its knees, to a complete standstill. So I wanted to ask Dan to join me this morning to talk a little bit about it and how important this sort of obscure, arcane element of the tax code has been to not only conservation, real estate, but also to agriculture. So Dan Wagner, thanks so much for joining me. And all of a sudden, you find yourself, you're one of the re- leading real estate experts in the country working for one of the leading firms. You find yourself, I think, embroiled in a battle you never thought possible. So how does it work that suddenly we could, we could find ourselves losing one of the great conservation land tools there is? Well, thank, first of all, thank you so much for uh, for having me this morning, Charlie. And it's good to, to be on this uh, on this great program. What's uh, What's interesting is I think it comes down to education. When our elected officials are are not aware of how important something is to um, to a certain sector of our population, I think that's what uh, it's incumbent upon us to educate our elected officials. And there's so many new elected officials that come in and out of Washington that we have to let them know. And especially a lot of their staff members are uh, are pretty uh, young and they're not necessarily aware of this either. But the Section 1031 Lake County Exchange has been in the tax code for 100 years. This is actually the 100th year for it. And a lot of elected officials think, boy, I'm, I want to do some things in Washington and I need something to, to pay for it. So let me get rid of this part of the tax code or this part of the tax code. And what happens time and time again with the 1031 is that when we educate as we come together as a conservation community, as a real estate community, farm community, um, we uh, we usually get uh, the message across. And it's uh, it's not a Republican issue. It's not a Democrat issue. It's just one of the things that we have to educate our elected officials about. So we're visiting with Dan Wagner. Uh, Dan, can you tell us what the 1031 tax exchange is in its simplest form? Sure. So I like to I like to equate it to it's the 401k of real estate 
which basically means that, um, as with deferred retirement accounts, like-kind exchanges allow real estate owners to reinvest their profits from the sale of income-producing properties into other similar income-producing properties and defer, you know, not, uh, you know, not dodge the taxes. Uh, when, the, when the owner eventually liquidates the investment, the government collects its rightfully due taxes. So it's just like your 401k, you're able to, you, you can grow your portfolio in your 401k pre-tax. The same thing happens, but it's just, you're doing it through real estate. And as you said, it's a hundred, it was in the original federal income tax code. So we should be celebrating the hundredth anniversary rather than tearing it down. So Dan, why is this so important to conservation? Well, I, I, absolutely. One of the biggest issues uh, for conservation right now is that there's a, a 30 by 30 um, project. That means that uh, the conservation community wants to protect 30% of our nation's land by 2030. And one of the ways uh, to do that is through the, the 1031 like-kind exchange. So what happens is, is that land conservation organizations rely on like-kind exchanges to preserve open spaces for the public or, or environmental protection. And land conservation transactions often involve the exchange of environmentally sensitive areas for less sensitive privately held properties or the offer of conservation easements. So the conservation easements are, are important. So this is, uh, this is where basically ranchers, farmers, they're able to sell their, their land and they can 1031 exchange so um, they can defer the taxes. A lot of times farmers, ranchers are, are usually cash poor and, and dirt rich. And so when different conservation groups want to preserve land, and we can talk about all the different areas you can do that in, but they, um, the, the, the uh, farmer or rancher would not be able to do that if the 1031 didn't exist. And so the conservation world knows just how important um, all this is. So let me, as you're talking, and as I've been reading about this, um, it makes me think of Ducks Unlimited and the Wetlands America Trust, their, their conservation easement arm. It makes me think about the Nature Conservancy and all the land trusts that have worked so hard to try to preserve important natural areas that are largely in the private sector. And so if I'm farmer or landowner, Charlie Potter, and I own a, a significant wetland, and, and you are Ducks Unlimited or the Nature Conservancy, and you'd like to preserve that, Dan, as I understand this, and I've actually, actually done this in my real-life world, uh, I would say I'd love to have you have that. Why don't you buy something over here, and then I'll trade? And so the conservation community gets what it wants, and I get a piece of property that I can farm. And, and so it seems to me it's been such a win-win, Dan. So you said a moment ago, you know, we have new faces in Washington. They're trying to raise revenue. But wouldn't this just end, totally end the conservation abilities of organizations and the government to save important lands? Absolutely. We, we, interestingly enough, we've done uh, the, the industries uh, have come together um, the American Farm Bureau, the conservation uh, groups that you mentioned, like the Nature Conservancy, the Conservation Fund, um, the, um, the, the, la the land trust funds, um, they've come together and with all the real estate associations, and they've worked to, uh, to let their members of Congress know how important this is, because it would just bring things to a standstill. People, um, again, would not be able to 
um, have you know Birds Unlimited or any any conservation group to be able to um, work out a transaction like this because um, it's been in the code for so long that it would just stop everything in its tracks. I will tell you, Charlie. One of the other things that people do is they get conservation easements, and conservation easements are, are a really big way that this happens as well. And uh, real quickly, how it works is that the, the property will be uh, subject to the conservation easement as first appraised to determine its current fair market value as unencumbered land. And then a secondary uh, unencumbered value is determined by taking into account the future limitations on development or other land use under the easement. So the value of the easement is the difference between the unencumbered and encumbered valuations. Now, the landowner may be able to elect to receive a tax deduction for the contribution of the easement, or they can be paid the value of the easement. If they're paid the value of the easement, they're able to 1031 exchange that into a fractional share interest of, of something else, of a, a piece of property or of uh, possibly a securitized um, Delaware statutory trust 1031 like kind of exchange. So, there's different ways people can go about it, but the bottom line is, is that the the person, the the private property owner, um, and that usually is, like I said, a farmer or it's um, a rancher. That's what they, they've been relying on for all these years. And if that doesn't exist, in some cases, there's so many uh, people that own farms that have been to their families for you know generations that the the capital gains tax would just kill them to be able to uh, have to, to do this. And so it really, it prevents them from being able to, to do this land acquisition deal. Well, it seems to me that what we have is something that works and has worked for a long time and has been the major real estate tool for conservation in America. And when something has worked, it unfortunately often is Washington's idea, well, then it must, we have to break it to make it work better. Uh, I say that sarca- I say that sarcastically, but we're going to take a we're going to take a very quick break. But Dan, this to me, this is the most important issue. We have all these issues in conservation and in agriculture. This is the single most important because we cannot achieve, as you said, our our thirty thirty objectives or or simple conservation actions without the ten thirty one exchange. We're visiting with Dan Wagner, who's a senior vice president of government relations for the Inland Real Estate Group, and also is one heck of a fisherman. And Dan, when we come back, I want to talk a little bit about agriculture. This is the most listened to station in America for agriculture. So there are lots of farmers this morning who are, are listening uh, and who they love to fish too. And I know you love to fish. So at the end of the show, we'll talk a little bit about Canada. We're, you're listening to Charlie Potter on the Outdoor Voice of Chicago and America, 720 WGN. And first, the message from our longtime sponsors, the Northwest Indiana and Chicagoland Chevrolet dealers. In the field, hunters need to be alert, sense the environment around them and know exactly where they are, communicate seamlessly with their dogs. And when it comes to pickup trucks, you want the same qualities. The all-new Chevy Silverado comes with an available 4G Wi-Fi hotspot for seamless communication. It's designed to handle the toughest loads with advanced trailering technology, tough on the road and off. And the all-new design gives you more cargo space than the competition. Chevy Silverado is the most dependable, longest-lasting, full-size pickup on the road. Plus, there's never been a better time to see your local Chevy dealer about the big fix lease. 
It's an amazing lease deal that can lower your monthly payments and give you more Chevy, all for less money. That's a treasure hunt. So head to your Chicagoland and Northwest Indiana Chevy dealer or go to ChevyDriveChicago.com and see why Chevy is the number one best-selling brand in Chicagoland, now eight years running. It's Charlie Potter and the Great Outdoors on Chicago's very own 720 WGN. Welcome back to the Great Outdoors Show. Charlie Potter, your host here on WGN Radio, and I hope you're enjoying the show. If you're just joining me, we still have a lot more to talk about. We're talking with Dan Wagner, who is truly an expert on conservation and real estate, and he's the Senior Vice President of Government Relations with the Inland Real Estate Group out of Chicago area. And Dan, we were talking before we took the break about how the 1031 has benefited conservation, the 1031 exchange, that is. Let's take a moment. We have a very large audience in agriculture. Let's take a moment just to talk about how important the 1031 real estate exchange is, has been for agriculture. I, as an individual, full disclosure, I've used it a number of times in buying and selling farms and accumulating properties that were able to work and and, and did a lot of conservation work and enabled in, in, in doing that. So is the agricultural community likely to join arms with you in trying to stop the uh, ending of the 1031 exchange? Charlie, 100%. The, uh, yes, the American uh, Farm Bureau Federation is part of the coalition to uh, stand up for the, the 1031 like kind exchange. Uh, the U.S. corn growers, I mean, basically any, any uh, farm, farm or ag uh, organization is, understands the importance of this. And like I said uh, earlier on, the, the uh, you know, farmers are, are, are dirt rich and cash poor. And the big thing of the farmer, a big tool they have in the tax code is the 1031 like kind exchange. Because it's enabled people to trade land um, and do, conser- do work in conservation or straight out, Dan, you know, I have 40 acres, you have 40 acres. I'd like yours. You'd like mine. You're not. You're not benefiting. You're just consolidating your operation. Right. And well, a farmer, you're absolutely right. You're totally right. They they combine acreage. They acquire higher grade lands or improve the quality of their operations. Um, the, the retiring farmers are able to use it because <clears throat> the family farms played a huge role in our U in the U.S. history, and it remains a cornerstone of our American culture. And the 1031 by eliminating it will will absolutely have a devastating impact on family farms. Because when you uh, when you get rid of the 1031, you don't have the ability to be able to move the acres the acreages around. Where you know if you have let's say a home builder is going to be coming to is wanting to to uh, grow a, a community, and they're going to come to a farmer. There's no way the farmer could sell their land and pay that huge capital gains tax because they're running their own operations. But with a 1031, they're able to 1031 out of that land. It provides then the the home builder is able to um, put up their their homes and and all the jobs that go along with that and so the the different studies the Ern, there's an Ernst and Young study and a um, Lee and Petrova study that's out there that go through all the details about how the 1031 impacts the overall economy and this is a great example that if if you didn't have it all of all these land transa- transactions would just ultimately stop dead in their tracks and. You know, you have the home. Yeah, go ahead. Let me ask you, Tan. I mean, and and we're going to get to fishing in Canada here in just a second. But let me ask you. Also, wouldn't this potentially just drive 
land values down because there would be no way to do these kind of transactions. So uh, people just wouldn't sell and and land values would take a huge hit. That's a great point, Charlie. Yes, that's another part of the studies that have shown exactly what you said. And it, people will just be stuck holding this over time. And the um, the issue is the, the farm community knows the importance of it. And like you said, if it ain't broke, uh, you know, don't fix it. And that's what we're having to make sure these uh, elected officials and more importantly, their staff members understand that. You know, I have to laugh for a second, but it's not funny. The staff members, and I've spent enough time in Congress, and you've spent enough time in Congress, around Congress, uh, the congressmen and senators may be the people who vote, but the staff members are the one who provide them with much of the information. And, and a lot of these staff members uh, are pretty young at this, particularly when you have a change in administration. So in a couple of minutes left, what can somebody do if you're in agriculture and you're listening or you're, in, you're interested in preserving natural landscapes for hunting or fishing or just places where wildlife can, can have a safe place to be, what can you do right now that will be helpful because this will really hurt the conservation uh, movement? Absolutely. Well, the first thing you can do, uh, first you want to talk to your conservation organizations that you're a part of and let them know that you're interested in contacting your elected official. But if you go to www.1031.org, 1031.org, it will have under its advocacy section, it will have all the details of the, the research and analysis, but it also will be able to be able to have you type in your address and it'll come up with who your elected official is, who your two senators are, and your congressman or woman, and then it'll shoot off an email to them explaining the importance of the 1031. So that would be a great thing. Talking talking and educating to any member of uh, Congress uh, is exactly what we have to do. 1031 change.org, right? There you go. 1030, okay. 10, just 1031.org. That's all 1031. So let's hope the Biden administration, which is the driving force right now in this, and you, you, you can't pick up a newspaper uh, or listen to, well, of course, we don't pick up newspapers anymore, but you can't pick up anything without hearing about how they care about climate change and the environment. And yet they're, they're trying to drive a dagger through the most important way we have through conservation easements and, and, and 1031 like kind exchange. Dan, we got about 30 seconds left. I know you love to fish in Canada. You do it every year. You didn't go last year. Do you think you can go this summer? Well, I do that uh, with my boss, Dan Goodwin, and he said, we're going. And I caught my first muskie with him. And uh, it, it is absolutely a blast right on the, the boundary waters. It is terrific. Well, look, we all hope for all of our friends who own lodges and resorts in Canada, we sure hope that we can come see you this summer. I know a lot of you also listen to this show, and uh, we want to come see you, and hopefully your government will open the borders. That's a subject for another show, Dan. We've been visiting <laughs> with Dan Wagner, who's the Senior Vice President of the Government Relations for the Inland Real Estate Group. And, Dan, we thank you so much for your time this morning, and we hope you have success on this really important matter for the future of conservation in America. Thank you very much. God bless you, Charlie, and God bless uh, WGN for getting the word out. Well, thanks. I'll be back next Sunday morning with much more in the great outdoors. This is Charlie Potter on the Outdoor Voice of Chicago and America, 720 WGN.